Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there, indeedy, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast, rounding out everything that goes on in a galaxy far, far away. My name's Gary, your host for this week, and welcome to episode 120. I'm going to be running solo this week. Mark is taking a bit of time off. We've been really busy at the day job recently. Those of you that don't know, we uh, Mark is the co-founder and CEO of Captivate.fm, and I work there as well and we've just had loads of stuff going on we've launched some amazing features for podcasters so he's taking a bit of downtime he's a bit under the weather as well so uh, taking a few days off to recover for that so it's going to be me flying the falcon solo for this week i'm going to run through about five or six news stories a few of them are very cool a couple of confirmations on things which is very good and like we mentioned last week it's always cool when you get a confirmation from somebody involved in the show in some shape or form and it doesn't have to be the full-blown synopsis for something. It doesn't have to be everything that we want to know right now. As long as the official peeps are telling us stuff and drip-feeding some info, then that's good enough for us here on SOR. And then the last story is a little bit whimsical. If you've got some cash in the pocket and you're looking to move house in the US, there's a particular mansion that's got a very cool Star Wars-themed basement going on. Uh, so yeah, if you've saved up your pocket money and you're ready to move out, then uh, that could be uh, something very cool. So before I get cracking on with episode 120, like I said, thank you very much for coming back. If you've listened to our show before, it's good to have you here. If this is the first time that you've discovered SOR, then welcome aboard the Falcon. It's great to chat to you on all things Star Wars. Remember to follow our show. You can listen for free. It lands every Saturday um, around 12 o'clock UK time. So any of the apps uh, that are out there or whatever app you prefer to listen to your podcast on, just give us a follow on there so you don't miss a show when it lands every week. We are on the socials too. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram. Come and check us out over there. We post little tidbits of Star Wars throughout the week between shows. So come and get involved there. And if you like us and want to support us a bit more, you can do that over on our Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. You can jump up to um, you can jump on sorry from a, a dollar upwards and get yourself some SOR swag, some stickers and stuff like that. And there's various other tiers there, so go and take a look. And to our current patrons, uh, thank you so much to your continued support. It's amazing that you contribute to the show and, and help us out. So um, it's very much appreciated. So thank you very much for that. So kicking off with the news, then the Obi Wan Kenobi show over on Disney Plus has now wrapped which seemed to have come out of nowhere. It seems like only a few weeks ago, we were talking about some set stuff that was going up around various points around the UK and elsewhere where they had turned various um, rural areas into big film sets, like huge green screens. And then we spoke about that cafe that was down somewhere on the pier that had a 
kind of pseudo futuristic look about it, which they turned into a film set and stuff. It feels like only really recently that we reported on that stuff. But yeah, the, the principal photography is now wrapped. It's done. And the actors have uh, just very, they've moved on very quickly after um, filming this, uh, what's likely to be a very important TV show for Disney Plus. So um, uh, the report here that I'm reading on JediNews.com goes on to say that recent updates about the Obi-Wan Kenobi cast members like Sung Kang, who's playing F9, uh, who's in F9, sorry, Fast and Furious 9, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Rupert Friend, uh, they've all said that they've um, they've been showing up at their next jobs after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so they've done that stuff on there. Uh, Rupert Friend and uh, Indira Varma, they posted outright farewell messages to the rest of the cast and crew and so on. Uh, and they went on to say that being part of this amazing beast, Obi-Wan Kenobi has been a trip. Fabulous cast of lovely people, brilliant director Deborah Chow, and the loveliest crew of creatives. I cannot wait to see the result of everyone's incredible work and talent on screen. Thank you. May the force be with you. And actress Simone Kessel, she's moved on also. And um, those sets that I mentioned earlier, the Tatooine sets and all that sort of stuff, they're all gone now. Everything's gone. So uh, nothing from Obi-Wan Kenobi himself. Uh, Ewan McGregor, nothing yet, but we'll be watching on the socials for that. Um, so yeah, it just seems like stuff's moving really quickly on the Obi-Wan show. It felt like a really long time before stuff actually got rolling. Um, if you guys remember way back in the beginning when they were working on this, the, on the script and the story, we had that famous thing that sent everybody into a into a frenzy where they had halted production on the show. They couldn't get the script or the story quite right. And everyone lost their minds and said it was being cancelled and Disney were in trouble as usual and all that stuff. And then Ewan McGregor himself came forward and said, look, this is nothing to worry about. This happens all the time on various TV shows where scripts are back and forward. And then sometimes they just take a breather and just rework stuff. And uh, he was true to his word. You know, that that happened. Um, Everything got back on and uh, production started rolling again and now it's wrapped it just feels like such a huge journey to get to that point but then it's very quickly over in the blink of an eye it seems so Obi-Wan Kenobi the TV show on Disney Plus is landing next year we don't know exactly when next year in 2022 but for sure it's going to be a really cool really cool uh, addition to the ongoing catalogue of Star Wars stuff over there so there we go Obi-Wan Kenobi is now wrapped and uh, I assume it's now in post-production, where they're going to start doing all the visual effects, roundups, and any pickups and all that stuff. So yeah, exciting times. Moving on to comic news. So Crimson Rain, um, which you might recognise the name. Uh, there's going to be a new comics run. Uh, it's called Crimson Rain, and it's going to focus on um, Kira from, as you guys know, from the solo film. And this is going to drop uh, in November, actually, so in a couple of months' time. So Marvel have revealed via IGN that Star Wars Crimson Reign, which is being written by Charles Saul, you recognise that name, a very prolific Star Wars author. Uh, they're going to continue the story that began with the War of the Bounty Hunters comic run, and this one is going to run for about five issues, and we've already got some pretty decent details um, on this one. So they go on to say, this is from IGN, they go on to say that they can exclusively reveal a brand new Star Wars comic series called Crimson Rain. 
and it's sent uh, it's set to continue the story that they started with War of the Bounty Hunters and quote unquote will reshape the history of the Star Wars galaxy during the age of rebellion which sounds very epic so the limited series like i said which is five issues that's going to debut in November and they'll all be written by Charles Saul and um he goes on to say in this interview with uh, IGN that, yeah, a lot of fans will recognize Amelia Clark's character, Kira, from Solo, a Star Wars story. He goes on to say that I penned, uh, sorry, I planned to tell the story we're seeing in more of the Bounty Hunters from the very first pitches I wrote when I knew I'd be taking over Star Wars title for Marvel. Uh, but it was really when I knew I had a secret weapon to deploy story-wise that the seeds of Crimson Rain began to take root in my mind. Kira, former paramour of Han Solo and current leader of the infamous Crimson Dawn crime syndicate as portrayed by Amelia Clark in Solo. And we've got some covers and stuff. They look pretty cool. Some very cool characters on there. We've got one. Uh, Vader features really heavily in this one. So I think this is going to be when, uh, if you guys cast your memories back to watching Solo, that was very much a, uh, it was very much a Vader slash emperor light story i think is the best way to put it it was very much focused around the empire but it had none of the big hitters like like vader and stuff whereas on all the covers vader features quite prominently the emperor's on there as well and he goes on to say that while kira plays a huge part in the war of bounty hunters that event is really a boba fett story i have a bigger story i'm going to tell with kira and crimson dawn and it's all connected to the reason she kicked things off in war of the bounty hunters in the first place You'll learn more about that in the closing pages of War of the Bounty Hunters number five, which uh, lands in October. And I think fans have no idea how exciting this new story will feel. Uh, And then just last bit of tidbit from him. He goes on to say that from the moment I took the gig writing Star Wars, I wanted to do new things in the Star Wars timeline between episodes five and six, using new characters from all eras of a galaxy far, far away. He then goes on to say that Crimson Rain, which continues what I plan as a trilogy that began with war of the bounty hunters is a great example of how i like to write star wars stories everything and everyone is fair game and i think people are really going to enjoy it await the rain hmm so that's going to be very cool so i wasn't too taken with um with the uh war of the bounty hunters i must admit i read into it a little bit when it was announced and i've seen some reviews of some of the earlier issues one through three at the moment and i have to say i wasn't too i wasn't too taken with it but now that i've seen this kind of second um story arc from charles saul uh around kira which is looks like it's going to focus a bit more on the sort of top end um uh what's the word management <laughs> i guess uh, from the empire with vader and the emperor and stuff and on the cover um we also see luke and leia which is really interesting and we see afra on there as well dr afra which is also interesting so i think this one is going to bring us a little bit more into the mainstream part of star wars storytelling around that timeline that charles saw referenced anyway so i might have to go back and pick up the war of the bounty hunters issues before i read these ones but it has got it has piqued my interest i must admit i wasn't too fussed on war of the bounty hunters isolated but this now sounds like it's going to be more of an interconnected kind of group of stories that sit side by side 
or one after the other. So quite intriguing that. So I will I'll probably check this out. So Star Wars Crimson Rain, that lands in November. It's going to be five issues and it's going to pick up um, after the last issue of War of the Bounty Hunters, which comes out in October. So we'll keep you guys informed on what happens with that. Moving on to a character that has seen, I guess, his fair share of controversy over the last few years would be uh, Finn. Um, now, Finn's a really so Finn's a really interesting character in that he's a bit of a nobody, but he's also of of, of an important part. Well, certainly in the first half of the sequel trilogy anyway and what i mean by that is he's a prominent character obviously he's in he's in all of the three sequel films quite a lot he plays quite a significant role and we honestly thought that by the time we got to rise of skywalker we honestly thought that we were going to see him flourish into something a lot more than what his character actually ended up being and there was a little bit of a romance thing going on with him and ray and there was also that story arc that sort of planted the seed a little bit about Finn potentially being a force user. But unfortunately, that didn't come to fruition. And like I said, he ended up being a bit of a nobody, even though he's he's in it a lot. Um, yeah, so I think a, a lot of fans have felt a little bit shortchanged by the time we got to the end of the sequel trilogy. But to address that, there are rumours that um, John Boyega could be coming back to star in a Disney Plus series which is being rumoured at the moment as a prequel slash sequel to um, to the sequel trilogy. So this is coming from uh, thathashtagshow.com. And they go on to say that there's a, a, a person there that provides uh, information about film leaks and movie leaks uh, called Professor Hulk. And he says he's going to drop some knowledge on some exciting stuff going on uh, in the world of TV and film. Last week, they shared some early details about a live-action version of Red Hood, uh, which is going to be an HBO Max film. That came to fruition. And now they're talking about this Star Wars prequel slash sequel thing about Finn. So they go on to say that this week we can share that it appears John Boyega's Finn may be getting an upcoming Disney Plus series. It had previously been announced that J.D. Dillard and Matt Owens were working on Star Wars film. According to multiple inside sources, that movie concept is now being repurposed as a series. So those guys are still attached and have since retooled the movie to now be a longer Disney Plus series focusing on Finn. Which sounds kind of interesting. So they go on to say that plot details are light at the moment, but we were told that John Boyega will return as Finn. The series would explore his backstory, including how he came to be in the First Order. It would also show where the character is going in a post-Rise of Skywalker world. The plot in the future will have ties and share a villain with his past. Although no further info is available at this time, the series could be a replacement for the Rangers of the Republic series that was um, cancelled by Disney. Hmm. So they're going to say, just to finish up, that there's no word if Daisy Ridley or Oscar Isaac are being sought to reprise their roles, but Boyega returning isn't that big of a surprise. The story comes on the heels of the actor recently acknowledging that it'd be open to returning to Star Wars. That wasn't the first time he talked about reprising the Finn character. The topic uh, came up last year. So this is kind of interesting because 
on one hand, it feels like this is absolute BS because John Boyega had to really fight and battle his way through that sequel trilogy after The Force Awakens to really make his character... If you, if you remember, once The Rise of Skywalker had been and gone, there was then a real big uptick and there was a big surge in... Um, uh, how the whole race thing with his character and how Disney portray people of color in their films and specifically Star Wars films. And also just about, he felt like his character was just used as a bit of a plot device to get the other characters to where they needed to be, but he was left by the wayside pretty much. And he did kind of, you know, lean towards the race thing. You said, you know, as a, as a, as a black actor and a black character, he was hoping that Disney would have written a bit more of a complete story for him, a bit more involved. But, um, and like I said, with my feelings on it, he ended up being a bit of a nobody, which is a shame. So could this be that John Boyega wants to return to Disney uh, and the world of Star Wars to put a little, you know, put some things right, you know, make his character a lot more prominent within the world of Star Wars and to make sure that Finn is front and center uh, with his own show and so on. I, f- I felt like this was a bit of a BS thing at first, purely because um, it, it doesn't feel like that long ago since we had the Rise of Skywalker. I know it's been a few years now, but it just it feels like that's very fresh still. So I think for John Boyega to, to sort of rake up all graves and put himself out there for that, let's be honest, you know what Star Wars fans are like, Um he's kind of thrown himself back to the, to the wolves basically and opening himself up for a lot of, a lot of toxic and weirdness that happens within star Wars fandom. And, uh, only having just left it. I know the rise of Skywalker was a few years now. I know that, but having just recently kind of left star Wars and is, uh, making his name in other films now and stuff it might be a bit too early in my opinion. However, uh, I'd be up for this. I'd I'd be up for this as long as John Boyega himself has a good as good input and you know is very vocal about where he wants to take his character and stuff like that. And it's not just written again for his character to be a bit of a scapegoat for everything else that's happening and a little bit of a side character. Then this could be cool. This could be very cool because um, I think I speak for Mark here that we have no complaints with Finn as a as a as a character but the way he was written and how he ended up just ended up being a bit meh so we'll see on that one but that's come from that hashtag show.com apparently john boyega coming back to star in a finn prequel slash sequel that will go out on disney plus so there we go talking to disney plus let's move over to the mandalorian got some news on season three carl weathers has confirmed that he's involved not just as an actor in the show, but he's also going to direct another episode, at least one more, which he did previously, which sounds very cool. So he appeared at Steel City Con recently, and inevitably, even though he's, you know, the man, you know what, Rack? You fat good. The old Apollo Creed. You know the one. Even though he's most famous probably for that. Arguably, arguably his stint in Predator as well, maybe, as Dylan... So, you know, the big muscle-bound uh, 80s and 90s stuff, you know, he's well-known for that. But inevitably, every interview that he does now or if, we, if he attends a convention, the the subject is going to come around to Star Wars now. That's just the way it is. Deal with it. 
So the Mandalorian, he was asked about that. And his reply was, uh, we're going to start a new season of Mandalorian within the next month. He confirmed. He said, yeah, I get to be in front of the camera again and I get to direct again. So short and sweet from Carl Weathers, but that is confirmation, if anybody needs it, that The Mandalorian Season 3 is well and truly underway. So I'd imagine based on that, if they're going to be, um, he said they're going to start a new season next month. And this article went out two days ago. So at some point in September, if they're going to start shooting The Mandalorian Season 3, that says to me that for the last year, uh, season three has already been in pre-production, which is good. Because there's always that question mark with Disney. I know, it's a bummer. There's always that question mark hanging over things. Because they're really quick. They're really quick to announce a load of stuff. Really quick to do that. But then, unfortunately, they're also really quick at just pulling the rug from under your feet. And then all of a sudden, these cool shows and this cool thing that you were looking forward to is no more. However... It does appear that the Mando season three is defo. We kind of knew it anyway, because it's been so successful. They'd be crazy not to progress the character and just move it forward in that that era. But having this confirmation from Carl Weathers, who's, you know, he's not just it's not just his agent saying, oh yeah, yeah, Disney have been in contact. Uh, maybe next month, you know, you might start on the Mandalorian. This is him actually saying we are going to start within the next month. And I'm going to be directing and acting in it, which is uh, a decent enough confirmation for me. So the Mando Series 3, up, you know, it's going to be up into production fairly cool, fairly soon. So we should see some cool set photos and some other bits and pieces over the next few months, which will be awesome. So I'm pretty sure that's coming to Disney Plus next year if they're going to be filming it now. So probably mid next year, uh, I would say we should look forward to that. Depending on when the Book of Boba Fett's coming, I'm not sure. But yeah, that might have to sort of slot in somewhere. Plus, we got the Obi-Wan show. Anyway, next year, Star Wars listener, next year is going to be awesome for Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. It's going to be very, very cool. So yeah, Carl Weathers confirming uh, Mando Season 3. Some gaming news then. If you're an Xbox user and you've got Xbox Game Pass... If you've not played a couple of these games before, you're in luck because they're now, they've now landed onto uh, Xbox Game Pass and you can download them and play them for free. So Jedi Fallen Order and Battlefront 2 are now on Xbox Game Pass, which is great. So this was a statement from Xbox themselves. It says that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is available on mobile devices through Xbox Game Pass right now. Uh, just um, uh, the official, so just below, the official Xbox Game, uh, Game Pass published a brand new list of new and forthcoming additions to the subscription service earlier today. This was on August 17th. Headlining the slate is arguably Jedi Fallen Order, which can now be played on both Android and iOS devices through Xbox Game Pass um, cloud streaming service. Fallen Order isn't the only game going mobile. Star Wars Battlefront 2 which first released back in 2017, is now available to be played through Xbox, uh, Game Pass on mobile devices. Uh, and then we've got some other ones, Need for Speed Heat, which was a kind of a reboot for the racing series, and some other bits and pieces. So this is really, really cool, cool news, because anyone that's tried out the um, 
the Xbox Cloud Gaming, which essentially means you can sign into your Xbox account on something like an iPad or an Android tablet or your phone. You can then um, stream your games as if you were playing them locally, which is very cool. I've not tried it myself, but I've heard that the service is very cool. I think it's still in beta these days. I think they've announced that it wouldn't be coming out at the earliest until at some point 2022 as the official um, proper release. But um, not all of so the, the the thing with this is is that even though these games are available on standard Game Pass on your console, not every game is available on the mobile side of things with Xbox um, Cloud Streaming. But now these two Star Wars games are. So if you're out on the move, you're on your holidays within, you know, between now, basically going forward, and you don't want to read a book, but you do want to play some games, you've now got a couple of Star Wars games that you can play, that you can play through uh, streaming, which sounds very cool. And I recently started a, a, a re-go around of Jedi Fallen Order. And that, to be honest with you, that's going really sweet. If you missed last week, Mark and I touched on it very, very briefly because EA announced that they were putting some time and some money into developing the Jedi Fallen Order thing as a bit of a franchise within Star Wars. And uh, I, I mentioned last week that I'd re-downloaded the game because I had the game installed on my Xbox for ages, and then the update dropped, and when I went to start a replay, I think it was about two months ago-ish, there was some really weird stuff happening with the game. It was out of sync with the audio, there was this weird effect on the cutscenes that made everything look just really just strange. It wasn't, you know, something wasn't right. So I was like, I'll oh, screw this. I uninstalled it. But then when they released the the proper next-gen update, um, I reinstalled the game and everything's cool. There's been no problems. So I'm really enjoying playing through Jedi Fallen Order. So if you get the opportunity to bang this on your phone or anything like that, this will be a very cool game to uh to sit and relax and play when you're waiting at the airport or in a villa or a hotel somewhere and the rest of your family are annoying you and you just want to bang your headphones on and play a bit of star wars so good news those two games are now on xbox uh, game pass the cloud streaming stuff and lastly if you've got some money saved up you think about moving out this is for you if you if you're listening to this and you're a us listener uh, specifically anyone else in the world if you're thinking about um, uh, moving to another country then this is also possible for you but in Raleigh in North Carolina there's a pretty pretty sweet home that's gone up for sale for uh, for 1.11 million uh, pounds because um, this is coming from a UK tabloid so I imagine it's something like I don't know million, something like that. But anyway, it's a very sweet place. It's got, um, uh, it's not a mansion per se, but it is a very big, it is a very big house. It's got uh, four bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Uh, It comes with uh, really nice grounds around it with a garden. And uh, it's got loads of other stuff, like really nicely decked out. It's a beautiful house. Really spacious and modern, but it's also got like an antique kind of feel to it at the same time. Loads of marble finish throughout the house. Um, kitchen's lovely. It's got a built-in gym, really big gym as well. It's got a, it's got a games room with pool and all sorts going on. Walk-in wardrobes, a couple of offices in there, and um, yeah, loads of um, loads of space in the garage and all that stuff. But the the 
the focal point for us as Star Wars fans has to be the basement cinema, which has had a bit, you can tell that the previous owner is a bit of a Star Wars nut. So he had downstairs and the entire basement is Star Wars themed with the cinema. It's got life-size Stormtrooper and Darth Vader statues there. It's even got a bar, which has got a bit of a, um, what's the word, sort of a cantina kind of vibe to it. And it's got a, a very kind of industrial looking uh, Empire-esque metal sort of look and feel to the whole thing. It does look pretty badass. You go through the door, so the, it's got the little lobby area which has got the bar in it where you can just chill out. It's a bit like a proper cinema, which has got the Darth Vader in it. And then you go through into the actual cinema and it's got about, uh, about nine, 10 reclinable proper cinema chairs in there, which look very comfy, like life-size um, Stormtrooper thing, uh, statues and posters around of Star Wars. The only thing that lets it down, I'll be honest with you, the only thing that lets it down, it's got a big Star Trek logo right above the screen. So I would imagine if you said to your mates, look, I've just refurbed the basement. I've thrown a bit of money at it. And you know me, it's now Star Wars themed. Come check it out. Your mates get around there. They get themselves comfy. They look up above the screen, Star Trek logo, all hell breaks loose. You know, it's going to happen. So apart from that, and the colors are a little bit the colours are a little bit garish, I will be honest with you. I don't mind the mauve kind of purple look. It's not too bad. But the ceiling tiles are like this bright turquoise colour. So it's not 100% Star Wars per se, but most of it is Star Wars-y kind of sci-fi sort of thing, which looks very cool. So if you've got a million quid in the bank and you want to splash on a new pad, then... Um, yeah, this could be for you. You will need to get the paintbrushes out. Certainly for me, if I was to move in here, I'd get rid of that turquoise and change up that purple a little bit and get some more Star Wars memorabilia in there. Uh, other than that, the rest of the house is lovely. So I won't put a link in the show notes unless if you are listening to the show and you have got that amount of money, we do have a Patreon. That's all I'm going to say. So I won't stick a link in the show notes for that. But anyway, that is going to conclude episode 120. Yes, that has been Spark of Rebellion for another week. Thank you for listening to our show. And if you've just discovered us, then welcome to your first uh, Spark of Rebellion. Normally there's two of us. Normally my co-host Mark is flying alongside me in the Falcon as we go through everything to do with Star Wars, but he's off at the moment. Next week, I'm off because I'm on holiday. I'm taking a break. And then the week after that, we should hopefully be back hosting together again and we will go through our review of the Bad Batch Series 1. Until then, remember to follow our show for free, whatever podcast app you listen to your podcasts on. Uh, that way you won't miss a show when it lands every Saturday. Or if you just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen, that will link off to all the popular podcast apps and networks and stuff. We'd love to have you as a follower so that you can hear us waffle about Star Wars every week. We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, if you head over to, pay, um, to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram and forward slash Twitter, 
Uh, that will take you straight to them. Uh, come and give us a like and a follow. And if you're on Facebook, just do a search for Spark of Rebellion. You will find us on there. We post updates when a new episode lands and some other bits and pieces. So come and get involved over there. And if you like the show and want to support us, you can do that on Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. You can start from a dollar there, get yourself a sticker, some other swag, other bits and pieces at various tiers. Go and take a look. Uh, We'd love your help um, if you choose to do so. And thank you so much to our current patrons. Your support is very, very much appreciated. So thank you very much for, uh, for your continued support there. Until next week for episode 121, where Mark will go through everything that's happening in the world of Star Wars there. I will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, take care of yourselves. Stay healthy and safe and may the force be with you always.